0: Thing I want to invite you folks for. I want to thank you folks for inviting me down here. Next thing I want to congratulate you on having as many here as you have on your first anniversary. I think it was on our ninth anniversary that we had over half an hour <clears throat> that I heard Doc get up and make this statement. I never paid much attention to statistics about. Any kind of statistics about AA, it never made any particular difference to me who was first, second, third, or fourth. How many but i heard about to get up and make this statement? He said that our, at our first anniversary uh, at the end of the year, well, I didn't remember that. And he said that four of them are here tonight. Uh, that was on our ninth anniversary. He said, and four of them are here tonight. One of them dead, one of them out of town. And he couldn't be here. Well, I happen to know that a couple of them that were there during those uh, nine years, but uh, they had, were there that night, and it was over. And, sober. and uh, so that's all we had on uh, our first anniversary, it was six, and of course, that time, six years. And of course, uh, when we had that anniversary, anniversary, I certainly never expected to be you know, North Northampton talking to the folks. And there were a lot of the other places where I have been and talking, I we just had in mind we get sober and stay sober and uh, to do that uh, we had to go out and take this program to a few people and uh not to get sober and face over ourselves and then that would be the end to it. Now that's all I had in mind, I know, and I'm pretty And uh, there wasn't anything much else in the mind of the others except to stay sober ourselves. Uh that early thought has been worth quite a little bit for me. Uh and then, uh in in two or three totally ways. I haven't felt any great responsibility about, uh, the movement being such a wonderful movement and all those great things that's going to be done. And I even had a woman after one of the meetings I was through, she'd come around all oh, of she was been a in China for a long time. A very wonderful woman, or she said this is wonderful. She said maybe this is the answer, or this is the answer to no. Uh, anyhow, I hope that uh, the answer to, uh, Peace and a lot of homes around your neck and what he used to have and fight with each other. Uh, now if you can carry it on over and make the world peace out of it, that's fine. But uh, I have always had in mind the purpose of AA was to stay sober. And now there's a lot to AA, uh, uh, that's, uh, worth a lot more. And a lot in there outside of staying sober. But actually and honestly, I hope uh, that we always keep Sobriety as the main purpose of AA. Now, I know possibly that that's the thing that we started out with, which is stays Uh Certainly, I've got a lot of things out of it further than that. One fellow even argued with me about uh, not so long ago and said "If sobriety had been the only thing he got. Uh, it just wouldn't have been worthwhile. And I said, well, I don't know about you, but I know about me. I said, the last six months I drank, I was dragged into the hospital eight times. Six months. Four or five times of those times I've been tied down, out of bed forever I'm here And I said, my doctor told me I didn't have it three more. And I know I knew as well as he knew uh, that I didn't have. He said, get in such a terrible shape of me. And uh, I knew it. And uh, that was 16 years ago, and I'm still living and uh, still feeling pretty good. In fact, just about a year ago, I uh, had some sort of virus, and I stayed in bed two days. My wife kept telling me to go to the doctor, but I think it's just a sort of a cold, and I don't want to be bothered with doctors. And um, but I did finally go, and he told me he said you you're sick, and I said yeah I know. But I came back and told my wife, she said well I kept wanting you to go to the doctor. She said I knew you were sick. She said that's the first time I've seen you stay in bed all day since you used to you in bed fifteen years ago. Which was <laughs> which was the truth I hadn't thought about. It. But I said that happened to me the last six months I've and I've had uh since that time, uh uh day before yesterday, fourth day of July was when I came out of the hospital. which I've been sober some three or four days then and that was sixteen years ago that I came out of the hospital and I said I've had eighty ten. Uh, years actually of life I know that have been good, with good health. And then you tell me uh I not it was worthwhile if I had never gotten anything more out of a than that that the fact that I don't go to the hospital anymore and not go through all that hell and stuff that I went through with, and the fact that I've had that uh, number of years, uh, of good life is certainly worthwhile if I never get a lot more out of it. There's a lot more in it. And I hope that, uh, folks will get it. But I still hope that we keep that provided the main purpose of AA. And, uh, you know, I, it's getting a little bit harder for me to leave the meeting right alone. Uh, I think the re- reason for that is that I've been doing it for so long, and the most of you fellas know that I've been doing it for so long, and uh, so you begin to wonder why in the devil I don't get any better than what I am. <laughs> and that makes it, makes it a little bit tough on me. Uh, well, that might be good, too. Maybe then they ought to stop asking me. You know, I was just talking. I, I think the first meeting that I went out of town to lead was over in Toledo, and I expect that was because I think it was about Two years ago, I was over in Aden, Michigan, and I was talking to big fellas and I said the first time I was ever over here in, in Toledo, and he was up there from Toledo, and I said that was about uh, seven or eight years, something like that ago. He said, well, I know exactly how long. He said, I haven't been sober but about three weeks, and I was at that meeting, and I've been sober eight years. So well, it's been better than 10 years, first know that I went out of town, and uh, I've been doing it. And there's a lot of you fellows back there that can do just as good a job as I can. And uh, you ought to be up here leading this meeting instead of me, uh, because you can do it just as well, and it will help you. Uh, Because in my opinion, there isn't anything much that uh, helps the person uh, more than leading the meeting. In fact, that was one of the main things that they had in mind when we started out. And when we went to the meeting in the early days, we didn't know when we went who was going to lead the meeting. We went and we had what we called quiet time, and uh, during that quiet time, we was to open our minds uh, with foreign instruction. as to who we thought ought to leave the meeting that night. And then after we uh, did that, uh, sat there in silence uh, for five minutes while they started around and you think, and this fellow say this one, this one, that one, and whoever happened to have the most, we pointed to him and said, well, it's you. So he got up there and uh, and took of the meeting and uh, went ahead, and we didn't know until uh we got there who was going to do it and that wouldn't be a bad idea to try out in my opinion every once in a while here. Yeah. It helps fella. It might uh muck him up a little bit for a minute or two and get us, but we'll get over it and uh I used to say when I started out that if no one was helped in the meeting except me, uh well I certainly know I knew I would be by by leaving the meeting, it would help it. And uh this idea of uh, these fine creatures and good creatures and so forth been called in, I, I, I never have uh, too much in favor of that uh, because I've seen some mighty good fellas uh, take a licking on account of the fact that I'm very positive that, uh, that idea that they were in demand quite a bit as creatures uh, sort of began to go to <laughs> up here to the top of their head a little bit and they got a little proud of it. Thank you. I watched two or three uh, and I was sort of wondering if that wasn't happening, then uh, one or two of them certainly happened. Uh well, that might not have had anything to do with they did fall off a little bit I sort of wanted. It's uh, it's a little now I'm not saying what I got up here to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it is a little hard, you know. Uh, I I I was lucky. I've been lucky all the way through, eh? That's that's helped me out an awful lot. Uh, I never could uh, feel uh, particularly uh, complimented by the reason, the fact that they asked me because they happened to ask me just because I happened to be uh, the first man, person that Doc and Bill worked on and were successful with. I'm very positive that's the reason they asked me rather than uh, what I happened to say. Well, uh, I had no control over the fact that they happened to be the one uh, that I happened to be the one that they picked up first, so I never could uh, feel that way about it, and uh, that's been. Denny, not helped on me, um, but I remember one time at home, and i did been meeting and, you know, I think, with well, the meeting, you know, something getting so wrong with these meetings, and then not hardly up to par, and, um, I I just, what's the matter, what's what's wrong, ain't eh? things happening or something, I, I just wasn't, I was rather low about how they was going, and, uh, so, uh I picked up a little book there and opened it like this. I just saw it laying there as my wife and I didn't see it. I never looked at it. But I picked it up that night and pulled it open. Just a matter of luck. I never looked. Pulled it up there and I started to read And And uh, why? Well, I never even looked at the heading. I don't know yet what the heading of the article was, but the part I read was, uh, I don't know what you can tell you this, but it actually happened. Uh, the fellow said he went over to his neighbors and uh, the fellow insisted on showing him about an hour or better of uh pictures, moving pictures that he's taken of me and his family around the house, there. Uh, well, the man said I had seen him day after day around hour, uh, doing those same things, voices. and things and it really wasn't very interesting. It was rather boring to me to sit down and look at those pictures. Then he asked it over, he said of course naturally to be polite. I had to say person, said they had a little eight year old girl said I looked over at her. And I said, well, uh, what part of the picture did you like the best? Well she said the part I was the I was in, of course she said <laughs> uh, Well I'll do and that came in my mind, now, do you reckon that's what it's sort of the matter? Maybe they sort of slipped uh, up here. Maybe they haven't been paying you hardly as much attention. Maybe you haven't led as many meetings. In the last, uh, I would not tell you this, I'm sort of ashamed of it, uh, but it might help you. And I said to them they been paying as much attention to you as they should or something like that. That's the reason you time finding hurt. And uh, when I analyzed the doubt, down, right down the back, I had to come to that might have had something to do with the fact that I thought those meetings weren't hardly as entertaining as they had been because I hadn't had the uh, spatial attention uh, that I maybe thought that I ought to have. Uh, although I really never particularly wanted any spatial attention because, and i told them over and over again I don't because I'm very positive, and that if anybody else uh, begins to set me up there as uh, somebody to go by and lean on, and give me space for attention while the old devil he'll start giving me space for attention too and i've had about all the attention from that boy for the last fifteen years <laughs> and all my life and i, I really want now i don't say that in any sacrilegious way i mean it because he's always right after a and if he says oh, well if i kick bill out i not a dozen well he'll concentrate on me and i don't need any concentration <laughs> and uh, that's into here and there but I, I thought about that 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 might happen and uh, But the fact that I mentioned a while ago that it's the idea of sobriety and the reason that we are primarily in AA, and the fact that I never expected any great world movements or anything like that to go out of it, has helped me because in that way I can go ahead and do AA and practice AA the same way it was taught to me which I'm going to give it to you right exact thing about, and it only takes me about 10 minutes to do that. And that's what I ought to do, of course, and quit, but I keep on talking for a long time to get up to it. And uh, it's helped me to go ahead and practice and talk AA just the way I learned it without feeling too much responsibility of what's going to happen to the movement and uh, arguing with uh, this bunch that wants to do it this way and arguing with this bunch that wants to do it that way. And now uh, there's quite a little bit of that, you know, that's going on around now. That some of 'em wants this way, and some of 'em wants want, want other way. And I told a fellow today, he came all the way down to Cleveland and bought my dinner to get me help for some of the things that he thought was so and so. And I just told him, I said, "Now wait, I learned this AA one way, and I learned AA that the main purpose that I was in AA was not to save the world and not to save a lot of people, but to build up and sober that." To do that, I have to take this message uh, to people, and uh, now from now on, they have to take over. I could not keep them sober. I couldn't keep them sober. I couldn't save the world. I don't think I was expected to save the world. I mean, the fact is, I can't think that you can find any place in the Bible, any place, where anybody was supposed to save anybody. If you go back and read the four synoptic uh, Gospels, uh, you'll find just four creed in Jesus uh, ascended, he said, go you into all the world preach the gospel. He never told you to save anybody. I even read in the paper today where that fellow minister up there was wanting so-and-so so he could save a lot of people. Uh, I don't think we do that, and I don't think we keep them sober. We can take them a the message. Uh, but from uh, there on, uh, it's between them and, and this higher power as to what happened. And uh, that's what I've been doing is when they ask me to go around and tell folks, uh, they program as they gave it to me and sometimes a few other little things, but I've noticed that uh uh I heard a fellow get up and say in King School Wednesday night, and that's the first time I'd heard him admit he it that way. Uh, he said he stayed sober seven and a half years and then he got drunk. It took him about fifteen months to get sober back. Well that was true. And I knew it. He's been sober since. Uh, uh and he admitted that he said I was a totally intolerant son of a gun. He said, I just didn't have no damn use for these fellas that came into AA and then slipped. He said, I just couldn't see it at all. Well, I thank goodness I never had that kind of a When he comes around and tells me, he said, oh, he said, I had a slip. I said, to damn "You had a slip. He just went out and got drunk. And said, just exactly the same way I did hundred of times. That's right. You, I shouldn't, I went out and did it. Now, that's just what you did. No slipping or anything else. Just like right over again. Uh, of course, uh, maybe... Hey, it hey, would look better to the outside world if we uh, say we would have a fellow that came around and, and uh, said he belongs to, a, I don't know how in the world he belongs to, And uh, there wasn't any joining or anything like that when uh, when I came in. And uh, now I ramble around there and talk to you. It was, as I mentioned a while ago, it was 16 years ago, uh, about the 26th of June that I came to over there in the city hospital in Aquino one Thursday morning, that's the only way in the world that I uh, knew what particular day it was. Uh, I knew it was Wednesday and I went in now and the only way in the world that I remembered a year or two later, uh, that it was Wednesday was that uh, I knew I started on Saturday. And uh, the last time before that, uh, that I had come out of the hospital, I told my wife, I said, but don't let me get in this terrible shape anymore before I get into the hospital. I said, that's been hell, uh, see if you can't get me to go in the hospital. It usually took me about 10, 12 days from the time I took that first drink until I ended up over there in the hospital, tied down. took 10 or 12 days. A week I out, round, round, like that, and in and out. Then the last week I would up there on the third floor in my home, so I was supposed to be out of town, and if anybody's coming, they wouldn't hear me up there. And uh, I just laid up there in, in that bed and on the third floor by myself, which wasn't my bedroom at the second but I'd go up there and hide. And every time I'd wake up, I'd just reach over and get the bottle, take another drink, and go back to sleep. And keep that up for about four or five days or a week. Finally, it comes a day, you know, you've heard folks talk about uh, throwing them up, you know, couldn't get them down in no the morning. Well, I'd throw them up, 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 up like that. But that never made any particular difference to me. Because I knew that if I kept on swallowing them, I'd finally get one that would stay down, actually. And, uh, but, if you do like what I talked to you just about, John, you spend about a week, drink, 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 and then last week up there on the floor, just nothing, no eat, just reach over to hit the bottom and go back to sleep. Finally, you wake up some day and look at you. Out. you say, Now, it wouldn't do any good. It just wouldn't do any good. You fool with that now, wrong? It's going to do any good. Another... Day or so of this, and you'd be dead. So I went home my wife to get a hold of the doctor. I didn't go to the hospital only for the six weeks, but for the last 50 years I drank, I never got over one without having to call a doctor. Fine Time finally comes when you look at it and you know that it isn't going to do any good. You know, another drink isn't going to do any good. You just pull and take out of it. You wouldn't do anything about pulling it up if you didn't know it isn't going to do you any good. One minute you can turn the take and then you have to do something about it. And uh so I told her not to let me get so bad the next time, so I started on Saturday. You now isn't that odd? I remember just how I took that first night on Saturday. I went home early from the office, figuring that uh to stay sober. And then I got home, got up there at the house and, and it was uh, June, it was hot and I got drier and drier and I wanted to drink worse and worse and there was a place over there where they sold only liquor and uh, wine and uh, no whiskey. And uh, so I fooled, shook, and bothered, fooled around there. I uh, hadn't had a drink probably for a couple of weeks then, maybe, at least that long. And, but I was kind so of nervous, and know. And I finally sold myself, and I guess, I mean, uh, I sold my wife. Well, I don't guess I sold one of us. I don't know. But I, I tried to sell her all the idea that I'd just <coughs> run over there and have a cold cup, a cold glass of beer, and come back if it was time for dinner or supper, whichever you call it, about 5 o'clock half the afternoon. And this was about time to eat, and she had to buy bread, and I'll just run over, there, and I'll have a cup of cold bottles of beer, and I'll run right back and eat myself, and I won't get drunk. Now I know if I'm going to drink a cup of cold bottles of beer, then I'm going to eat right after it, because that's just wasted. That's all. right. I'm going to go over trouble. I ain't going to waste to eat right it. But I really thought that that could be done, with me. And I guess I I even told her I'll take the boy. He's about eight or nine years. I'll take the boy along to ensure the fact that I'm going to come back. And... um well, I don't guess I made her believe it, but she didn't. Anyhow, it went. And of course, about 11 o'clock, she came over and got the boy. <laughs> and took him home, and she didn't bother me. Of course, I stayed all night. And as soon as it blows that up, I went looking for a bootleg job, Where they sold him after hours. And found it. And stayed there and went home sometime the next day. And I had told her for goodness' sake, don't let me get that bad anymore. So, somewhere or other, on Wednesday, she coaxed me into the hospital, and I went on. And I wasn't so bad that morning. And so I came through there on Thursday morning, and uh, my mind was fairly thorough, because I'd only been back since Saturday. And uh, so I looked around, and I realized where I am again. And I said, well, here you are again. And you've been here, either here or over in the Peoples. This makes eight times now in six months. And every time you woke up because you went out of this hospital in this last six months, you went out of here fully determined in your own mind that you wasn't going to get drunk for something like six or eight months. I don't think I said I was going to quit. But I went out there fully determined that I wasn't going to be drunk for six or eight months because I couldn't afford it. I was broke and wasn't going to be long until a wife boy boy was going to be on charity, which would be terribly humiliating. And not only that, it was going to be, uh, I was going to have to start to, uh, to uh, panhandling the drink. And boy, that would be hell. I always felt for a panhandling. Because when I wanted to drink, I wanted it. I didn't want to have to go out and try to beg somebody and spend a half an hour trying to get a hold of a drink. I wanted it right then, And I didn't want to have to, and I, I could picture myself out down there on the street trying to get a hold of enough money to go and buy me a drink. And have to make maybe an hour or two when I'd be a it like I would like that. And I, I just knew it'd just be terrible. But anyway, I come to you there, and I said, "Here you are." And you didn't intend to be here. Time after time, you've been doing this now here, and you're going out of here fully determined. You weren't going to get drunk any this month, at least the three months, until you got a little money, in. got back a little respect. Uh, of your own, and a little towards people to show that you can do something about it. What are you going to do about it? And I didn't know. No, I didn't know what to do. And that was odd. Right then, the boy comes along he says, Get on, this old top was going up the center. Well, I didn't want to argue with him. I did a little mess, but he said, Get on, I don't want to argue. And I have argued, I never seen him before, but he told me, It's his iron. And finally, I asked him, How do you know me you ever call me old top? I never saw you before in my life. He said, Well, you haven't. I've wrestled with you over there in that emergency ward night after night. When they left you over there they wouldn't take you up to the hospital they left you over there for me to wrestle with you and then think i don't know you either well i've never seen him before I went to the hospital. but i've been over there but i didn't see him before. and uh so up i went and i got up there my wife was sitting there and said well i really didn't know what was happening my wife would always come to the hospital She'd visit me i don't know why she would but she did i remember she was walking in there one morning with the doctor I said, good morning, Doc. Good morning, honey. i have been awake just a few a little while, you know. I found out at eleven o'clock and daylight. I knew it was eleven o'clock in, in day. I kept looking around my wife and I said, uh, must go to Sunday school, honey. Sunday school? Yeah, I said Sunday school church, well, watch Sunday school and church. I knew it was Saturday. It was about noon when I went in, you know. And uh, she said, What time do you think it is? Eleven o'clock. I knew that all, but I just found out. <laughs> Well, I know, but she said, what day? Oh, I said. She said, this is Monday. You think Sunday? Well, <laughs> I didn't know now, where I'd been all day from Saturday, from Saturday noon, from Monday morning. 11th, like I, well, I've been there now. I still died down, but I had no remembrance of it. Nothing that I remember. I thought it was still Sunday. She ought to be in church. So she was sitting there, and I said, hello, and she said, hello. And I let her do the talking. I didn't have anything to say. I was licked, see. I, 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 uh, and, uh, I didn't have any answer that morning. Said, I've been talking to a couple folks about your drinks. Well, I thought that there been a lot of talk around our house about drinking. I knew some church members has been down there, and I knew two or three people playing with my wife about me. I wasn't what I was. I, I wasn't listening to them. I didn't want to listen to them. I went to church and listened to what they had there. what the hell they wanted to be listening to me about the drinking. They never got drunk, and what what would I listen to them? They tell me I ought to quit. Huh. Oh <laughs> my! I knew so much more about how to quit than you. I knew. I knew about how bad my finances were, and I knew that my hours of hell that I went through with night after night. Them yeah. uh, uh, tell me how to quit. What I want to do is, if they could have told me how, but they tell me all to you know. And uh, also tell me uh, how that I could, which I guess I knew probably was right. But uh, it was so tough that way. I I just had to be. Dad going much better than I I, than I. I just knew I couldn't be that good. And uh, of course I was pretty much like the woman that the uh, minister was trying to get to join the church. And finally she said, "Well, minister, she said I'll join, but she said you will have to bear with me. You will have to be easy. She said I'm going to have a tough time. She said, you know, it seems strange, but she said, it seems like everything I like to do is either illegal, immoral, or fattening. She said. <laughs> she said it's just going to be tough." <laughs> So, I guess I knew that was the answer, but uh, I didn't know how to get it. That way, I, I didn't know how I could make it. I've done a lot of praying about it, but as soon as I start praying about it, so the ideas come up about cigarettes and little penny, any poker, and, and going to cook the shows, and my church frowns on all those, and they wouldn't even permit me to smoke. If I was upstarting in their basement tonight, I couldn't smoke there. I can get up and go out, like we always do when we have a social media. We can Get up and go outside, outside the door and smoke. Well, I don't know whether it's. <laughs> and he walked around smoke down there in the basement as it would be outside there, just outside the door or not. I don't know. But all those things would bob up there, and I said, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't. I, I just can't. I just can't. I know I won't be able to be that good. I've done a lot of praying about, and all those little things would come up. I said, yeah, yeah, Lord, I'll, I'll do that for sure. I'll, I'll do everything. But I'm a liar, and I know it. Finally, I said, well, there's no use in you lying to the Lord. you know, you're praying for help when you know you're lying and you're not ready to do anything So I quit praying, and that's when I sure did start sliding in because I didn't have anything to hold on to then, and I certainly started, started hitting the down grade great path back. Yeah, but my wife said I've, been, uh, said, I've been talking a couple of fellas about you drinking. No. that's the way I got A. That's the way I'm telling you i just telling you the little things that happened to pop in my mind and, mine, right? and they helped me. The next thing she said to me, she said, You're going to quit. You must have hit a couple of bags going good sales. That makes you think, that makes you think, because she said a couple of men, that oh, makes you think that I'm going to quit. I haven't heard you say that for a long, long time. And she didn't hear me say I was going to quit. I always, always say, I'll have to cut this out. I'll have to cut this out. I'll have to, this. I'll have to cut this out, you know. I guess I knew I couldn't quit, so I didn't want to go back on the word, and I'd just go around to help her and maybe help myself, saying that I'll have to cut it out. I'll have to cut it out, one no, that I couldn't. I remember way back, in I don't know what year it was, because it was uh, my uh, junior year in the university, and, of course, a certain boy was room with me at that time, and I had been terrible. Oh, the terrible one the night before. still was that morning, but sick. And I was sitting there on the bed, and I was a-heaving and a-gagging and a-heaving and going off. And this little mountaineer, he was the worst drunk than I was. He looked over at me and said, why don't you quit? <laughs> <laughs> don't want to All you'd see here was the way it sound even funnier. And I looked at him as funny as he could thinking Fast. Well, yeah, he said, Steve, there's no trouble. I've got a thousand times. And my said, you're going to quit. Well, now that helps. That that assurance that she had there, I I couldn't, I didn't have that assurance. But the fact that she still could believe in me and believe in this program, or believe that she had found something whereby I could quit, was a help. And she told me there were a couple of uh, drunks, she said, like you are. I said, man, trouble too, said. I said, they get drunk, and uh, they're trying to quit. And uh, they're poor weak sinners, maybe she didn't say it that way, but that's what came to my mind. Well, now that's bad all these other people have been coming around here. They come around here to help this four-week center. Me. They're all right, but they want to help me. And, uh, but there's nothing wrong with them. But now here's a couple of four-week centers that's come to talk to me. Well, now, that, that helped my egotism quite a little bit. They admitted that they were just had the same licking as I had. Well, none of you people thought to look down on me. Well, I'll use your willpower. power. <laughs> use your willpower. <laughs> You know I've used my willpower, and you have too. Because when you get sober, you have hell of a fight to put on. I can tell you. And if I had had sense enough, I could have fought that first drink uh, easier than I could have fought it out there after I'd been drinking it for a week or two. But finally, you that I had to quit and sit there and fight it out. Now, now that that—that's when you really got a real tough fight to put out. And I knew my preacher had never gone through that sitting there with a beer and fighting that out to get sober and get back in. Now, that's a tough job. I used to tell them all the time. I said, you know, it's always was kind of fun to get drunk, but it's hell to get sober. That's when I got in trouble. When I started driving to get sober, that was when my trouble started. Turn tape over now. And, um, but these, uh, fellas, well, they've had the same weakness that I had. Therefore, I wasn't going to, uh, uh, put my too much in that kind of put him down on my level. And uh, so, uh, then there was one other thing. But she went on, and I talked about the Peter's And my wife and I talked to him about taking a sure. And he said, It won't uh, do, Billy. He said, He's a confirmed drunkard, I believe mean, that's what he called He said, I'll prove with him before. And he said, I'm a minister, and I'm a doctor. And he said, I ought to have stuff after, but I don't have any after. All in the world I can do is help him through this pain so he can get sober enough to get back to the United States over a day. that does a little work and won't be long. And, uh, he'll be calling me again. I know it because I've had him before, but uh, I pretty soon tell him to hell with him. I don't want to be fooled with him. and He didn't leave, but he's good for a wife. They get him off with And uh, so uh, I think, well, and I said, well, I, that's the question I said. Well, why are they going to charge me? And I never forgot that. answer. Oh, that's the strange thing about it. She said <clears throat> We've both been church members. I'm not doing that. But we had been. Be going, oh, I didn't know not go too regular because I get drunk too often. But uh, I when I was sober enough, and I went pretty drunk sometimes. To church. But, uh, so I said, uh, why are they going to charge me? She said, you know, that's the strange thing about She said, not only are they... They said not only were they going, no, they weren't going to charge anything, but they said you couldn't pay them a cent if you had a million dollars. But there's another thing, and I'm, I'm not going to preach to you. You go out and handle a, a, your wife. See, I'm not going to tell you. Because if you don't get it right, and you get drunk, it's going to be you that's being taken out me. I'll sympathize with you, but I'd rather be you, because I don't want to try it anymore. I have enough. They wouldn't take a cent. But that worked. Well, that's the way it started out. I'm not trying to fall from anybody else, but that's the thing, that, that was one of the main things that helped me to believe that these fellas had something. Here were two fellows I'd never seen or heard tell of. that were four-week sinners just like I was, and they were willing to come over there and take their time and talk to me to show me a program whereby I could stay sober and not only would they not charge me anything, but I couldn't pay them if I wanted to. And they came over and I could give me this program a long time ago. You see there wasn't any then, there wasn't any twelve steps, there wasn't any of this other nice good literature we have, some good and some not so good, and that we have around. And we didn't have any of those things. It was just those two fellows there that said they wanted to get sober. And they thought they'd hit on a program. And whereby they could stay sober and the part of that program was that they had to bring it up to me. And I sort of forgot that last thing because they they, they had to bring the things to me. And here was the program. So I say no twelve steps, all right. The twelve steps are all right, they're fine. <coughs> and uh, but I learned it the other way. They told me that I had to really want to uh, they said if you don't want to quit, well that's your We you just go ahead and get drunk. That's all right, we know it's sick. Uh we want to stay sober. And to stay sober we got we have a program and to stay sober we think we have to take that program to somebody who can get sick and die down in this hospital like this. Right on out. We won't argue with you. That's your free privilege. Well, I said, them fellas, they're pretty obvious about this thing. All these other fellas want to plead with me now. And they said, <laughs> if you want to get drunk, okay, get drunk. But they said, we, we, we want to quit, and we'd like to see you quit. But we leave it to you you want to quit. And, uh, and they asked me, and said, do you kiss as I was... And I had told a lot of fellows I saw my cousin dying before he twenty seven that so I used to run with. I held him in bed night after night and I saw him die. Oh, I wasn't gonna let him do that. And he told me, he said, Bill, well, I don't want to get drunk like this. But he said, I can't help it. Well, I used so like the freezer. <laughs> I thought we used in good sense. I told him, I said, Gee, he's <coughs> drinking too much too often. A lot of them asked me, he oh, said, All these are about to, you know the stories. I finally come to the conclusion on the reason I was too much Whiskey too often over through all the people. What happened? Now, if I could if I could avoid just one of those, maybe I wouldn't have become an alcoholic. And I thought I was going to avoid them, but I kept on until I was as bad as And, then, uh, but I kept on. As I saw fellas, I said, now when start doing it, well, when I got out of there, it didn't look hardly as bad. And I said, well, that's pretty tough. Then I know I'm going to do something about it. Now, I just right on, straight down the bottom. I just kept on doing it. Year after year is all I do, and so I would go down to the box. And as far as liquor was concerned, I hadn't been down in the jungle, because I'd had a little money left, and I'd had some a much before I got to bed, and so while I had that run out, and I kept moving the bank, I was pretty slick at that. And uh, so I had to run the out longer I would have been down there before. So they told me I had to have an honest cigar, and we used to quit. Well, I don't guess I was this kind of getting drunk. I don't know why, I still wish I certainly, uh, if I didn't want to quit drinking, I wanted to just quit getting drunk and getting taken over to the hospital and tied down and put in jail and things like that. I did like that. And so they asked me then the next question whether they, I thought I could quit by myself. I had a problem that I couldn't handle a little of thing like that. Anyhow, I was, of done that. I was going to do it all my life. They said, now, if you can handle it by yourself, all right, then we go around. And uh I said, we want to quit. And to do that, we've got to fix this problem to somebody that wants to quit and knows that he going to quit. And we're just wasting time. If you don't want to quit, or wasting time. If you, don't, uh, if you think you can quit by yourself, that's fine. Just go ahead and quit. And they let me there to say these things over. And then they asked me uh, another question. said, do you believe in the hard power? I said, yes, I believe in God and I believe in the Bible. I never have lost my faith. I know that's the answer, but how in the hell am I going to get it? Because I just can't be that good. I I just can't. I said, I believe those things. What am I going to do about that? Well, they gave me some very good chances. They said, Well, now, don't you think that this drink problem is causing you more trouble than anything else now? And don't you think that you're going to have about all that you can do to get rid of this drink problem? Don't you think it's going to use about all your time now getting rid of it? Well, I said, I wouldn't be surprised. I certainly haven't been doing very good at it. Well, they said, now let's concentrate on the drink, and we'll forget the cigarettes and the penny and the poker and the other little things like that for a while. You concentrate on this thing, and you work on that. And then after we get sort of straightened out on that, then uh, you start thinking about them other things. And uh, if uh, you still think they'll get rid of that, well, then you start working on those. Well, no, I said, that's a pretty good thing. Pretty good thing. <coughs> So I said, I, I believe in the Bible, believe in God, I know that's the answer, answer but I haven't been able to get it. Then the next question they asked me was, would I be willing in the presence of somebody else, we sort of split that, we don't use that exactly that way anymore, but they said, would you be willing in the presence of somebody else to go to this higher power, which to me was God, and admit that you have a problem that you can't handle and that you want help? And they left me to understand, them. You know, I had to want to quit. I had to realize that I couldn't do it by myself. I had to believe in some higher power that could help me. And I had to be willing to humble myself enough to go to that higher power and admit that I was. Uh, I had a problem that I couldn't handle and ask for help. And I stayed there on that old hospital bed that got no over in July, and I put up a fight. I thought about all the things that I was going to have to give up if I made this surrounding. Oh, the old road looked pretty damn dark. I'll tell you, that straight and narrow road it sure looked really narrow. I think boy, I ain't never going to have no more fun. Yeah, <laughs> That's right, I'm telling you the truth. There just ain't going to be no fun this life, dog. You know. Oh, I know now. The yeah, devil, he was fooling me, you know. He had them things. He knew what to hold me back. and He was using them things, you know. And I was still pretty worldly. I love worldly things, yet. So I went over all those things that they'd said to me, and I went over back over my life, things that I'd thrown away, material things, and other things that I'd thrown away. The material things didn't worry me too much, although I certainly didn't have any of them left, and the opportunities I had didn't worry me too much. But I then began to think about the humiliation, saw and things that i had caused some other mighty fun. my mother and my wife and the boy was getting old enough to know and uh, i just went back over what kind of a heel i had been to. and i can tell you the thing didn't look very it no. it certainly didn't i'd had an awful lot of people that'd been awful nice to me my dad and mother sent me to school and paid money and uh, they didn't have to go without something to eat to do it but uh, i remember i knew that i was drunk back in 1917. My dad got killed in that year, and I was over in school, and I was drunk when they called on the telephone over there. But I was handling this pretty good in those days. They brought him over there to Lexington, and he died. We had to take him home. I had to take my brothers along with me. But no, I didn't get to be real drunk. I went in Boston. And, uh, then I, with my senior year in the university and marriage, the first time I thought, I knew all this was drunk. I said, well, now here's a chance. You're a drunk and you know it. Now your dad left your mom here with two little kids, and he three hundred acre farm. and uh, i look after this farm for a strange way. And you better stay around here and help her. She didn't need me, we didn't hard hands, and this farm could have been her I wasn't very far away. But I made that as excuse, and then I'll go back to university and finish in the summer farm. I'm uh, thinking that if I got away from school and stayed there on the farm, because through the summer I went home, I, I had to stay pretty, I did get drunk some, but I had to be pretty careful about Dad, because he'd throw me out and I wouldn't get no more money down to school, and I knew it. So when I got drunk around home on the farm, I had to be very careful about it. And uh, so uh, I stayed around there, then Mom said, well, all right, she'd rather go back to school, so I took as an excuse and I stayed around there. Well, in April, there, part of April, and one day I'm talking to her in the room. And uh, I wanted a drink, and I had in my pocket. So I just stepped in the other room, of course, I already had bad sense, and I closed the door right in her face. "Pull my bottle out, started taking a drink, you know. Well, I took the door and looked in there. She stood there like that in a minute and come out crying. She said, Are you a doctor? Yes, I guess I am. She said, Well, I believe you as bad as Earl. We already knew he wasn't going to go there because the doctor told me. She said, I believe you as bad as he is. Well, I said, Almost, Mom. She said, What are we going to do about it? I said, I don't know. Well, she said, I don't either. She said, your dad and I, since you over in school, right now for four years, and all you've learned was to be a drunkard. I said, I guess that's right. I said, I'll go down and join you on. It's over. Well, I won't go into that story. That was a long time ago. Mom, we got 13 years after I got sober. But I went back over, and I'm going to make it. I should have quit already. I went back over all those things that I treat those people, and I said, boy, you sure have been a healer. You don't have very much left, now. This The rest of the time, you better start trying to do, do something about and make up for some of those things that you've done towards people. So I said, well, Lord, I've had enough of this. I don't want to get drunk anymore. Now, according to what the doctor says and according to what I say, I don't have brain anymore. Days around here, I'm pretty well wrecked. From every standpoint in the world, I'm wrecked. I don't have very much left to turn over to you, but whatever I what I have left, I'm going to turn it over to you from now on. I'm not going to be the captain of the boat from now on because, boy, I've been running this boat now for a long time, and I sure have made a wreck out of it. From now on, I'm going to try to find out each day uh, instructions from you. I'm not going to, get, when I do, even pray pray tell you what all the things that I want. You know, there's another thing that I ought to Some awful lot of these birds are almost sacrilegious. Like for an hour, sometimes they'll tell the Lord what He ought to do, what they think the Lord He ought to do. Down they'll just try it over and over again, tell the Lord what He ought to do all the time. He knows what to do. I'd like to spend a little more time asking the Lord that we might be worthy that we get some of these things that we're asking for. Like the woman told the little boy, he sat down and his she said, He's proud. He said, Mama, how'd you like that? Well, she said that was pretty good, but she said, Why don't you spend. Uh, a little less time telling the Lord what to do and a little just report for duty he'll let him tell you what to do. So I said well, now on, instead of uh, going ahead and running this thing, telling you to come on, help me put this over and this over, I'm going to try to find out what you want me to do. I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to find out what your will is for me and I'll do the best that I can to tear it out. I know I'm human and I won't be able to do it all the time, but I'll keep on trying. If I fall down, I'll go back, ask you again, because I don't want to drink anymore. Well, I've had all this I want. I've just had all I want, and I want to quit. I've had enough. And uh, I'm going to rely entirely upon you. When that old talk about drink starts coming on, I ain't going to carry on that argument. every time I started thinking about a drink, when I was trying to stay dry, an argument came about, should I? Care? And I could get more excuses somewhere other than why I should. Anyhow, whoever was carrying on the other side of that argument about I should, was sure a winner. Because you nearly always let I said, Lord, when that argument comes up from now on, I'm going to turn that argument over to you, because that's one argument I always lost. And I'm going to let you handle that job, and uh, I ain't going to even start any argument about it. i just said, well, now, here, you take this problem over. And uh, I've had enough. I don't want to do this anymore. Anything that I have to give up or anything I have to do, I'm willing to do, and I'm it. I've said that before, but I didn't mean it. nothing. So when these fellows come back, I said, well, I've had, and as bad as I hate to do it, I'll have to admit that I, I can't do anything about it because I know I've been struggling to go through that. I do believe in that higher power, and I already have gone to that higher power. And I asked for help, and I'm willing to do it again here or any place in the world. It doesn't make any difference. I, guess, I have to go and ask for that help any place where it might be. I've done that, and I'll do it again. I don't know whether I did whether I it or not, but I told them I was willing to. They said, that's fine. Now, there's one other thing you got to do. you got to go out and take that same program to somebody else. And that's what I'm doing here tonight. I could have made a lot shorter and quick. Not kept you folks. And, uh, but you know, these AAs get started talking. I went over to Asian Mission not so long ago. And as I went along, they told me this story. And it sort of did stick, but I forget it every once in a while. Instead said, that because one of these fellows up talked all and you know. The crowd got rested from the chairman. He found it on the desk. Uh, with the hammer and uh they quietly climbed, climbed him down. they got restless again. This fellow went on and on and found him again, that quiet quiet down. <coughs> they got restless again, he got you know, sort of angry and he hit death real hard. Walked over here and he, he hit this fellow sitting here in front and side of the head and knocked him out of China. the chair. Fellow sitting there behind and the down right street and him and picked his mouth. He said, Are you hurting young unconscious He said, No, I'm still Jerry." He Said, Hit me again. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that was the as I got it, and that's the way I've been going out and telling it. I haven't added much to it because I'm sort of afraid too. It's been worth too much to me It's meant those eight or ten years of my life. I know these last eight or ten years, and they have been in good health and so on. And so I certainly think an awful lot of it because I've heard an awful lot of people say that they were sober as a result of following that program of the 12 steps they were added in as we went along and sort of learned. You can take those five that I gave you and pretty much spread them out and make 12 out of them. And that was what was done. I've heard so many people say that they were happy and the reason of following that program. And I know that there's a lot of people out that are happy and in homes and happy homes that otherwise would have been dead or they've been miscelled or they've been in jail tonight. And the program means a lot to me. And I certainly hope we keep it simple along that line. And if you read this, uh, uh, this last uh uh reader, or uh, grapevine you'll see the first article in there by paul degree or whatever his name is and he says he was an atheist he wasn't a drunkard but he learned he said he was an absolute atheist but he said by his association with a.a he has become to believe in god and pray well that's worth an awful lot to them. That. that's worth an awful lot to him and he said with the simplicity and the way that we went after that brought him from complete atheism back to a place where he could pray to God. And I've heard so many people, so many places all around over the country say this, I came into AA solely for the purpose of sobriety, but it's been through AA that I have found God. And I know, and most of you know, how well worthwhile that is. That's the reason I hope we keep our AA repulsive I don't get angry because I, particularly I, because I don't feel too much responsibility myself. The only thing in this program that I have that's worthwhile that I can take the program on that somebody gave to me and whereby I have had the benefits of that, I can take it on to them and give it to them. But from there on, it's between them and that higher power whether they make it or not. There isn't any question about that. It's just between them and their higher power whether they're able to make it or not. And uh, so I, for that reason, I don't get too much disturbed when I see these things breaking around because I'm very positive the foundation is that uh, the is on a good, firm foundation It's doing an much good for it to disintegrate and go along. And I thank you folks for being as patient as listening to me uh, for as long as you did. And uh, thank you for inviting me down here and congratulate you on the number you have here in this uh Uh, your first anniversary and I wish you a lot more good anniversaries and thanks.